What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special NBA trade deadline edition of Wavelengths. I'm Steven Heimers. We have a packed show today. We have Wayne Diesel, host yep. of Calling It How It Is, and Wayne and Zane. Yeah. We have Lau. We have recurring guest Theo and co-host of Nothing But Hoops, Deontay. A lot went down today. Doing, a lot to talk about. Deontay, I want to start with you. What was the craziest trade, best trade that was made today? So if I, if I could say the craziest trade, I'd probably have to say Nikola Vucevic to Chicago. Um, I knew they were shopping him because we all know Orlando's a terrible team, and they ever since Dwight Howard, they've just been one of the worst teams in basketball. No offense to uh, Orlando Magic fans out there, if there are any. Um, yeah, I didn't see him getting traded to Chicago. That's like – you know, he was. I, I've seen him rumored to a couple teams, but definitely that one surprised me out of all of them. You think it's going to work with him and Levine? I like how they actually got him a big man that can shoot and not be one dimensional. So I think it's going to be a pretty successful marriage. Yeah, so I think it's going to work out pretty good because, like you said, he can stretch the floor. He may not be the best shooting big, but he's definitely a big who can go out there. And, you know, you have to contest it. Um, you know, he, he can get boards. He can get his own shot. Um it's definitely going to space out the floor to allow guys like Levine and Marketing to have space to get inside the paint and actually score instead of just having to, you know, settle on the outside of the perimeter, you know, mid-range to the three-point shot. So that's, that's why I definitely think it's, it's going to work out. Plus with the coaching of a guy like Billy Donovan, who show no matter where he goes, they have some form of success. So I definitely feel like this is going to work out for them. Wayne, how about you? When you woke up, what didn't you expect to see that happened today? What I didn't expect to see, I'm with De- Deontay. I didn't expect. I didn't. I didn't expect to see Vooch going to Chicago. I loved the move. I knew they was gonna do something, and I knew Orlando was gonna blow it up. That's why I'm not so down on Orlando. Orlando fans should actually feel good this morning, actually. But the move of moves that happened today, this evening, when Rondo went to the Clippers. The Clippers are winning the championship. They winning the that that was the best move it, today that happened. The Orlando move was cool. The uh all the little uh, what golly all kind of stuff happened. I lost track. All the moves were cool when they was nice, except the the, the Knicks getting some Terrence Ferguson. But I digress. Outside of that, everything else was all right. But that Rondo move was solid because they already had wing play. They was already playing good. They already had cohesion. They already had a chip on their shoulder. And now they got Rondo, a point guard that they needed. I was thinking they may get Kyle Lowry or George Hill, something like that. But you got Rondo? Play, that's that's what they needed. Because we see what Paul George does in the playoffs. We see why what he's yeah, – he's all right, but he's good, but he needs a leader. So now they got somebody that's known for showing up in the playoffs, and they got a leader? That's what they needed. They straight. So that was the move right there. Yeah, I I would have said Lou Will going back to Magic City. Sorry, I mean, getting traded to the Hawks (laughs) was a bigger deal. But after you adamantly said how Rondo was better, I can't argue with it. He's a veteran presence that they needed alongside PG and Kawhi. And although he's not going to break the stat sheet, he's a real important guy that they need in that team after just falling apart in the bubble last year. And it cost Doc his job. So I think that 
Rondo being there could really be the glue that could potentially propel them to a deep playoff run. All they need is leadership, and now they got it. Theo, I want to switch it up a little bit to you. The Eastern Conference made a lot of moves today. Obviously, the Magic big winners, the Heat getting Victor Oladipo. Who in the East now, besides Brooklyn, do you think has the best shot at winning it all? I like the move Milwaukee made last week, getting P.J. Tucker. That's a wing defender that they needed in that series with the Heat last year. Uh, the, the Sixers struck out. I think they wanted Lowry. George Hill's not a bad replacement. He could shoot the hell out of the ball. Uh, so I think they, they made some good moves. The Heat obviously added Oladipo. That's another creator on the wing. I think the Heat, again, are going to give somebody hell in a playoff series. But I, I, I don't think anyone made a move to jump in front of Brooklyn uh, in, in this last week. Wow. So you Brooklyn the best team in the East? Yeah, that's what I think. Huh. Interesting. I think they're the best. I don't know. How, I want to see how this team performs for more than a week at a time with all three. I, I would have liked to see them grab a big that can guard and beat. I still don't know why they just they gave Jared Allen away to Cleveland a couple months ago. Um, I, I, DeAndre Jordan on him. He's not a good matchup. I, I just they have too much scoring. Yeah, I Brooklyn's an interesting team. They haven't played enough together for me to really form a real opinion, obviously, on paper. They should at least make it to the finals, but you got to see when you get out there and play with all of them. That's the but best, even the team I've seen last couple of weeks without Durant. The, the, the team without Durant, I think I still might pick to win the East, and that's that. Like they're going to get Durant back, and you have to assume that adding Kevin Durant, a top five player, is going to make them even better. Yeah, it's an interesting situation with the East because for so many years it was locked down by LeBron. Last two, it was kind of wide open. And then Brooklyn formed their own super team. So it's a it's a weird situation that the East is in. So, Lau, I want to ask you, what move did you not like today that was made by one of these teams? Uh, I didn't like the the move. I mean, I think the Heat deal was a, a amazing, like, amazing deal for the Heat. But... I mean, I guess the Rockets are trying to trying to rebuild, but I I think like you could have gotten more for Oladipo for than like Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, the Rockets screwed that situation up bad. Yeah, like they're not like Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. I don't think are going to be in helpful in almost any way in like a long term rebuild. I think that like yeah, I think you could have gotten more out of that Oladipo trade. I love Especially that deal. They no, no, got Oladipo for Jared Allen and Lavert, and they yeah. basically just turned Jared Allen and Lavert into Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. Like no one's doing that. Yeah, it's, it was just yeah, it was not a good move for the Houston. They they wasn't gonna get no more for Victor Oladipo. They wasn't gonna get no more. Yeah, that that, that was no bad move. That they wasn't gonna get that. I think even if the trade was made about a week ago, they could have gotten something for Olynyk, even if it was a second round mm. pick. I think now that they're kind of stuck with them. So he's just going to play it out there in Houston for the rest of the year and then kind of just probably leave, you know, no harm, no foul. Move yeah. I really liked was the Mavs getting J.J. Redick. Uh, they traded away Lucas bodyguard James Johnson in the process. 
but I think they needed shooters. Luca, they're going to run that man into the ground. It's unfortunate, but it's just going to happen. You saw last year in the playoffs, just the look on his face. There, there's only so much he can do. So I'm glad they got him a proven wing scorer, obviously one of the best from three this year. He's struggling a little bit, but I think that move, I don't think it wins him the West by any stretch of the imagination, but I like it a lot for them. Yeah, I definitely, definitely like the move because you saw last year with, with Luca, you know, he's, you know, obviously he's, he's Luca. He's one of the best players in basketball, but then you have a guy like Porzingis whose health is, always up and down, especially with his knees, you know, come off the ACOs, just ever since then, it's just been up and down. So that definitely gets somebody like Reddick. I know he's been struggling, but, you know, he, you don't, they're depending on him, but they don't really need like, you know, oh, we really need this guy. It's got to step up. Dallas is already a pretty solid team. So inserting somebody like a JJ Reddick, who you can just get about three to four threes a game out of them. That's all you can really actually. I definitely think that was a, a good move. I think another winner in this, obviously, I said it a little earlier, the Orlando Magic. They went from a fringe playoff team, full-on rebuild, and the pieces they added, a 2025 first. Alfred Camino, he's, he's going to be gone, so that, that's, that's nothing. Uh, two firsts from Chicago. That, that doesn't make much sense to me. Wendell Carter, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris. They added three first-round picks for Aaron Gordon, in Nikola Vucevic. I, I don't know what the opposing GMs were doing, but Deontay, as you said, Orlando doesn't have a lot going for him. So this is probably the best win they'll have all season. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like you said, they're getting picks and, you know, they definitely have pieces to actually build. So it's just like, you know, okay, you still have your gear here. He's a pretty decent tween, you know, combo guard. And then you got your Wendell Carter, who's a depth, who's a big ass on the rising. And, you know, and like I said, the first round picks, you can just build all, off those picks. They might not be high, high picks because, you know, obviously with Chicago giving their picks up, you know, they're definitely, you know, they definitely might be, you know, playoff teams to probably be in the teens. But I think it's a pick swap. So even which way they're definitely getting the higher pick of those two picks. So I definitely think Orlando came out, you know, winners at the end of it because they just they said we're not going to win with, with the team we have. So let's just gut it out, try to get as much assets as possible. So I definitely think they did this the right way. And then that's on top of what they already had with Cole Anthony, Jonathan Isaac, and Obama. That they and gonna be Markel Fultz is coming back eventually. Right. Yeah, they finally have a direction. Like that that core of Fournier, Gordon, and Vucevic had already hit its peak, which was winning one playoff game. They weren't gonna win a playoff series. So it's either you make a big move and go for a championship, which wasn't available for the Magic or trade everyone and try to bottom out. So at least now they have a clear direction. It's a good time to do it because Isaac and Fultz are out. So you can kind of tank without putting bad habits into your young players. You can get another good draft pick to put with Fultz and Isaac. So at least they have they have sort of direction. Well, I want to ask you about a trade. This is like the fifth or sixth time they've done this. They keep on. That's the problem with it. They this ain't the first time they done blew that, that damn roster up. They've done this a lot. When you blow it up and take Mario Hazonia, that's what does it. Is, is you, you you have to blow it and then you have to hit on your draft picks too. Exactly. Yeah, they blew it up to get Vucevic and Gordon. See how well that went for him. So I don't think that they'll be drafting two big men. 
in the foreseeable future if that's the way they want to build their team again. Lal, I, I want to ask you, yay or nay for the Raptors-Blazers trade? Who do you like? Uh, th- who do you think won that one? Raptors Blazers trade. Blazers got Norman Powell, and Raptors got Gary Trent Jr., two of the better benchmen in the NBA. Uh, Rodney Hood went to the uh, Raptors too. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's a pretty good trade for both sides. I mean, like Norman Powell's a pretty good player. I mean, uh, I mean Gary Trent and Rodney Hood are both also pretty good players i think i think they maybe i think toronto maybe no i think the raptors actually won that trade because i think i think gary trent and rodney hood are both really really good bench players i don't know if the raptors are trying to like especially at this point i don't know if they're competing to go like far in the playoffs and norman powell is just a pretty good like all around a pretty good just addition in general. I think, yeah. He's yeah. like pretty young too. Yeah, this, the situation that Toronto seems to be stuck in two years after winning a championship is they're not sure if they're still able to contend. I think they realize now that that window might be closing faster than they think, but they're not, mm-hmm. not also in a full rebuild. So I was wondering what you were thinking about that, Deontay. So for so as far as as far as the whole trade or just or just, just Toronto like the direction of the Raptors. So as far as Toronto, I mean you, I feel like they are what they are now because you know they kind of it kind of it, it was expected because when they traded you know Demar and Proto for Kawhi and it was he was only on con- on contract for what a, for that one one season they kind of expected to re- resign them. They didn't resign them, so now they're like, okay, now we have a lot of young pieces. We're not that that good, so it's just like you know, they kind of overachieved last year. So you see this year when there's actually you know everybody knows you know what things are. They're not that good of a team. They're in the middle. I mean, they don't they trading Norman Powell was kind of expected because like what well, he was on a one year deal too. I'm shocked they didn't trade Lowry. I mean. I guess they didn't really get a good offer. So, I mean, that's kind of that. So, I mean, they're kind of stuck. I mean, Siakam's not not an all-star caliber player to me anymore. Um, they don't really have any bigs because they lost Gasol and Ibaka to free agency. So, I mean, they're they're just not – they're not that good. I mean, they have Fred and, you know, he's he's solid. But outside of that, they they really don't have anything that can really – Show me that they're going to be a contender within the next couple of years. So I don't. They're kind of. They're kind of stuck. They're kind of kind of where Orlando is, in my opinion. And I just mm-hmm. like they kind of need to blow it up just to you know try to get some sense of direction. Yeah, you don't Wayne. want to get stuck in. The- Wayne, yeah. I want to ask you a similar question. the The Blazers are contending, but they're a few pieces away. How far do you think this team can go? The Portland Trailblazers? How far they can go where? In the West. <laughs> Man, listen. The Blazers is about to be one and done in the playoffs. Let me tell you something. You got the Lakers, 
who going to get healthy. They're not better than the Lakers. They're not better than Denver now that they got Aaron Gordon. Although I'm not a big Denver guy. I like the I like chicken McNuggets more than I like the Denver Nuggets. But nevertheless, they still are better than the Portland Trailblazers. We got the Dallas Mavericks, who are also better than the Portland Trailblazers. We got the Clippers, who are also better than the tra- Portland Trailblazers. I, those are four teams right there. All right. The, the Portland is not beating any of them. Portland can play, they can shoot, but that defense is a need. That on defense, I don't know if they can stop me. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, they can shoot. They can shoot. They are a good jump shooting team, but I don't see the I don't see enough that I don't see enough dynamicism with their offense. You see what I'm saying? And Damien is cool, but we've seen Damien, you know, fall short in the playoffs. We've seen them fall short in the playoffs. We're talking about a Portland team that was hot just to get dismissed in the first round. And there's a lot of teams in the West. The Suns are also going to be there. I don't see them beating none of them teams. And then they got rid of Trent, Gary, uh, Gary Trent Jr., a, a shooter. If this was Melo 03, 05, 06, I'm taking Melo to the crib. But no, 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 they ain't getting nowhere. They about to be one and done. They will be lucky if they make it five games or whoever they play in the first round. So how far are they getting? They getting about as far as a week in the playoffs. Does anybody else feel as strongly? I mean, not as strongly, but I agree. They can maybe beat Phoenix, but out of their other first <laughs> Matchups. I don't think they can beat any the of those teams. Mercury, maybe you can't be talking <laughs> about the Suns. I think the Suns are better, but the Suns haven't been in the playoffs before. It's the only reason I would give Portland a chance. Chris Paul Chris Paul's been there. Yeah, it's Chris Paul's team now. Yeah. If he can make the Thunder look good, what do you think he getting ready to do with the <laughs> Suns? So with a straight face, you trust you trust the Portland Trailblazers. Over the Phoenix Suns? Oh heavens, no! I'm not. I'm not trusting Portland with that thing. <laughs> right. So I, I that, they'll be lucky to get and and so help them God if they end up linking up with the Clippers. That's gonna be a they finna get their ass whooped for a good week and a half. Actually, probably about three, four, five games. This is not gonna make a week and a half. That would imply they go seven games. It ain't going nowhere near seven games. This gonna be over. You know, it ought to be a three game series, but. Out of respect, I'll give them five. They losing in five games, whoever they play, unless it's Dallas, then six. That You brought up an interesting point that I was thinking of. Obviously, with the playing tournament, it'll be a little different this year. But Dallas versus Portland right now, how they're playing. I want to see who you guys think would win in that matchup. Dallas and Portland? Dallas, Dallas and six. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Portland's playing nearly as good as Dallas right now. Yep. But, yeah. That's a, t- that's a tough one. I, I've been – Dallas has been underwhelming all year, but overall I, I, they just have more good players than Portland. I would, I would take Dallas. They're better coached too. Deontay. I'd probably go Dallas because – Dallas, they've they've been they've had a lot of injuries this this season. They've had COVID COVID uh, COVID protocols this whole season, and 
there's there's still what only a game or uh, what a game game and a half behind Portland in the standings. So I feel like they could definitely beat beat them. So I'd probably go Dallas and probably five or six. Another trade I wanted to bring up is two players of very similar talents, Mo Wagner and Adam Thies. Who won this one? Because the two of them are basically carbon copies and just the Wizards and Celtics swapped them. So was there a real winner in this trade? Robert Williams. That's the real winner. <laughs> so it, is there a real winner? I say Boston won because they got um, Wagner, who's I'm a real, real big fan of, especially since I've seen him play at Michigan. Um, and they only, but they only made this move to get under the luxury tax. I know Thice, he's kind of, what he's like six, eight. He's kind of undersized for a big, I think Wagner's six, 11, seven feet tall. So he definitely provides better size. I would definitely say Thice is better on offense, but as far as size and rebounding, and I feel like one underrated ability with, with Wagner, he's, well, I think he's one of the best players who, um, the best players in the league at, at um, taking charges. So, you know, he'll definitely give you a couple of those a game. So I definitely feel like Boston won because, like I said, size and two, they got under the um, luxury tax, getting rid of dice, swapping them out for uh, Mo Wagner. Now that the dust has settled, we know who these teams are going to be rocking with for the rest of the year. Lowell, I want to ask you, regardless of standings, the top four teams in the Western Conference right now, injuries included. Injuries included? Uh, does that include, like, the, so right now, right? Not yep. later in the season. Okay, so, man, dude, ah. West, I would probably say, so the Jazz, definitely. They're playing like insane right now. I don't think I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that up the whole season. But right now, definitely the Jazz. Um, after the Aaron Gordon trade, I'd say the Nuggets would be up there. This is not in order. In order, I would probably have the Nuggets at three and four or four. And uh, Clippers got to be up there. Yeah, Clippers hundred percent. And then after that, I think it's kind of a toss up between like the Suns or the. I don't. I would. I would even put the. Not the Grizzlies, but I would even put like the the Trailblazers up there in like a scenario where where Norman Powell comes in and starts playing. So like, what we just went through with this damn team <laughs> with a right face? You just sat there and said the Portland Trailblazers are top four team. You don't, don't even think... got you said Dallas. You said yeah, Dallas, and with a straight face, you turn around and say Portland. What? <laughs> I think I think I don't think Portland's gonna be far this season, but I think right now, I think right now Portland is top four with injuries included. Right <laughs> now. <laughs> Thank you for rejoining us. I I oh. I had yeah. this whole question about if Aaron Gordon added a, another round to the Nuggets playoff <laughs> success, but I I don't know where to go from that. Wade, I want I want you to just talk for a few minutes right now. <laughs> uh, uh, about what? About who? Long just, man, you talk. 
So hold on. <laughs> Just talk some you hoops. Know, give me your top four teams again in the West right now. Uh, Jazz, Clippers, Nuggets. Jazz, Clippers, Nuggets. Mavericks, Trailblazers, toss up. You didn't say Mavericks the first time. <laughs> Don't go back. You said Portland. Right. You said okay. Portland. Uh, Dallas was nowhere near your top four. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> let, let look. Portland is a play-in team. All right, I like Damian Lillard. I like it, but here's what you can expect from the Portland Trailblazers. Almost just like this. You can expect tough play. You can expect them to get down by 15, 20 points because that's what they do. You can expect them to come back and get a win, and you're going to say a couple logo threes because that's what he do, but then they will ultimately lose. The Portland leaves you with highlight memories, not mm. win. Okay, so that the highlights do not win championships. Highlights do not win series. Highlights to get you a couple badges in 2K, but highlights do not get you nowhere in the in the mm -hmm. West. They damn sure don't get you a top four spot in the West. I don't even know what the records are right, the standards are right now, because I don't got it in front of me. But off of memory, right now, I can't I can't, I don't got Portland like, off the top of my head with the, the West. Let me see. I got the Clippers who I got winning it all. The Nuggets look good. The Suns, I got a half a mind to take the Pelicans right now. And they low down there. And then the Utah Jazz, and you're going to take the Portland Trailblazers, and they just got rid of a shooter, and they got Norman Powell, who the, the Raptors didn't even want. I'm not even convinced the Trailblazers want Norman Powell. I don't even know if Norman Powell want Norman Powell. And you got them in the top four seed in the West? No. No, they don't need to be nowhere near the top four. Do they got a top four seed? Are they a top four seed right now? They can't be. Not over the Jazz. The Lakers are still high, but they getting ready to come down, and they they not there because right now they going they hurt. Okay, but I would make a case right. No, I wouldn't. The Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> so I take that back. But they a hell of they but they they it's a, other other teams are better than the Trailblazers. A lot of that. And I like Portland. I like Dane. I like Dane. But there ain't no way in hell with a straight face they can be a top four seed. Wayne, I don't want you to get too far from that soapbox. I teased this to Theo as well, and I ask you now, the officiating this season has been poor, to say the least. What, how do you feel about the refs having way too much pull in these games? Uh, here's, here's my thing with refs and all that. That's, it's almost like that. It's almost like that every year. It's like that every year. And it's, it's certain refs. And I, I hate it because it depends on who, who you ask and who you're talking to. Me, I, I'm a guy, I think, I, here's my thing. with I just get, I didn't like the whole ejection things. Now, some people, it just depends on me. I'm old school. So I think all these little ticky-tack fouls, I wouldn't be blowing nothing. You, if I was a ref, you might hear me blow a whistle three times in the course of 48 minutes. So I might be the wrong one to ask. But if the rule is, is contact, that's a foul. So by definition, it is a foul. So if it's a foul in the first quarter, it should be a foul in the third, fourth, and the, and the fifth. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, or overtime if you need be. But at the same time, playoffs you know what i just want to see how they're gonna call it in the playoffs and then i think really what 
was really messing with some teams, particularly the Knicks. You know, not all two teams, not all teams play alike. A team like the Knicks, you know, what I mean, the refs don't do them no favors because they're a physical team. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas use a team like uh, the Suns and low key the Clippers play like too. They do a lot of jump shooting. They don't do a lot of uh, what? Okay. They don't do a lot of jump shooting like that. So I think it just depends on the team. That's why you see some of the disconnect. It, it looks like it's unfair, but they're really called. It's really the, how the players play, how the teams play. Because some teams are more physical than others because of the skill set they got. So honestly, it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of part of it. All right. I want to let Wayne catch his breath for a minute. Deontay, how do you feel about the officiating so far? So the officiating, obviously, nobody's going to agree that, you know, some people might say it's good, some people might say it's bad. The only thing that I really ask of the refs is just just be consistent. If, if you're going to eject somebody for doing something, just make sure you do it, you know, for the rest of the season, just so everybody knows, okay, this is this is where it is. This is what's what's allowed. This is not this <clears throat> this isn't allowed. That's that's all that I really ask. Can the roughing be better? Of course it can. It's it's not always perfect. You're not always going to please everybody. You know you're going to make somebody upset. But as long as you keep it consistent, that's all I really ask for out out of the refs. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, and I think Wayne brought up a perfect example the other night in the next game versus the 76ers when I feel like they overstepped their boundaries, giving Julius Randle that unnecessary foul, which totally changed the complexion of the game. That yes, there was, the whole there was a little bit of time left, but the Knicks were hot at the exact right moment you wanted them to start shooting well and getting back into the game. So it totally took the Knicks and all of their momentum out of that game. And I don't want to say cost them because they were down, but it did contribute into losing that game and sealing their fate. Are you talking about the foul with the uh, Tobias I guess, Harris? Uh, yeah, I guess Harris. That if, if they didn't call that foul, we win that game because we was already in the penalty at that point because they had already been killing us with the whistle already because it was those free throws that put them up. We was actually ahead at that point. If they didn't call it, it was like five seconds left. We win that game if, if they don't call the foul. Which it shouldn't have been, but what can you do? All right, welcome back. We're now going to talk about some trades that didn't happen and the potential buyout market. I want to start with you, Deontay. So the the biggest one that I that surprised me that didn't happen would probably be Lonzo Ball. It didn't it didn't necessarily shock me that he wasn't traded, but if, I, if I'm correct, he's a free agent after this season. They've kind of stalled out in contract talks. So it's just like, okay, it's just like you the obviously the contract isn't isn't getting done. You know, there's times where he's, he's been playing playing well, you know, compared to where he's been he's been at um, before. And it's like he's kind of it's just like he, he, I thought like he had a, a true market because what they were saying, what teams were, were after the, him, first, I think the Bulls, the Hawks, man. Yeah, um, yeah, so it was a bunch of teams after him. So I feel like, you know, you could have put all those teams against each other in some type of bidding war. I mean, that, that could have happened, but they might not have gotten the, the offer that they wanted. But that's probably I, – I, I would have personally moved him because, you know, like I said, he's a free agent after this year, and you're probably not going to get him back. So I would just move him for at least something. So that's probably the, 
the one trade that surprised me that that didn't happen. Yeah, and I, I totally agree because if you know he's not going to resign, they did the same thing with JJ Redick. They knew he wasn't going to resign there, so they got rid of him for whatever they could. You got to get rid of him for something. I totally agree because if he walks, what what was the point of keeping him? You're not in a playoff spot really. So if you keep him and he's just going to get unhappy, it, it it doesn't make much sense why he didn't go. I'm sure he wanted to as well. Well, here's the thing. He's a he's a restricted free agent. So mm. so that's that's the thing. So it's anybody can match him. So say the Knicks come through and pay all well from 17 million. They can the uh the Pellas can choose to match that. Now if they want to match it, then Lonzo has no say in. But say if the Knicks want to, or anybody for that matter, throws like a godfather off like some crazy amount, like 35 million or something, and the Pelicans don't want to pay that, then they've lost them for nothing. So it's really, it's a, there's the ball is really in that court. Zoe can't just walk out. If he was like a unrestricted free agent or something like that, like a Kawhi situation, where it, well, Kawhi's more of an opt, he can opt out. But if he could like legit walk, then I think we see Zoe get gone, kind of like Oladipo. That's why Victor got moved because he's, his contract is up after there's no restriction there, but Lon restricted. So it's, there's a chance he could still be in New Orleans. I don't see it because, you know, the Knicks got like a trillion dollars worth of cap space. And I think they, they really do want him. They're going to overpay for him, which the, is Pel fine. the Pelicans could work out a sign in trade too. And by yeah. signing him at a cliff, that's like worth like 25 million. And then they can trade him for that's worth 25 million. Whereas now I think it was tough to work at around the cap they had to match salaries money so all they were looking at was kind of young more options offseason having said that they still should have traded them though they still should have because they're not going to match any offer that a team really really wants because from what i was hearing the pelicans aren't willing to go above 18 million but zoe and his camp is really looking for like 20 million He's and for sure. Too, and then you got teams. Well, I think the teams that got the most cap, well, the Knicks being the first. And uh, actually, Miami got a lot of money, too. I'm not sure what the Bulls got now that they got Booch. I didn't know that that kind of changes everything. So they might be they might be out of it now. But he's definitely getting more than 18 million. You think if the Clippers were able to get a deal done for him, they would have tried to work some kind of money around to keep him? Or you think that he was a rental if he went there? Uh, I, I, I don't think that I, that's why I didn't really put too much stake in Lonzo going to the Clippers because the Clippers didn't really have much to offer. They, they gave up all they, they gave up a, a decade worth of draft picks and everything else to get rid of Paul George. And they just, and gave him like a billion dollars. You see what I'm saying? I think him and Elon Musk are like neighbors right now in Cali. It's crazy. But, uh, so they really didn't have much to offer. That's why I love how they, I'm shocked that they got Ronda. All they had to give up was living Pepper Lou. They gave him too much. He really wasn't doing nothing with him anyway, as it is. You know, Red, they got Reggie Jackson, who's kind of iffy, and Patrick Beverly, who's kind of iffy, if he can stay healthy. So they stole Rondo. So, and they didn't, and I wouldn't give that up. I'd rather lose Zoe for nothing and get a Reggie Jackson or Patrick Beverly, especially when I got Kyra Lewis and Kill Alexander. So I, I never, I didn't believe any, I didn't believe. Zoe being a point guard for the Clippers any more than I was going to be a point guard for the Clippers. I, di I didn't believe that. The buyout market is going to be really interesting. We have Aldridge and 
Andre Drummond potentially. A lot of teams are big man hungry, and a lot of teams are going to be interested in their services. So, Deontay, I want to see where you think the two of them are going to be playing soon. So, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, I know he's been linked to Miami, Portland, and they said a super team would be Boston. If he wants to get as much playing time as possible and, you know, maximize his potential at this point, I'd probably go to Boston. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably go to Boston because, you know, they don't really have a big, like I said, like we said earlier, they got they got Wagner, but you know, let's 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 be real. He doesn't really move the, the needle for you. If you get somebody like a Lamarcus Aldridge, he can kind of you know hover around the mid-range area, and you know he can definitely you know give you some points. He might not give you anything on defense because at the end of the day, he's slow as hell. You know, he he moves like a turtle. So, but he can definitely give you offense as far as as far as drumming. They've been linking him to the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers make sense, but it would be a rental. And at, at this point with AD, I've said this on record. I've, I think this is a Kevin Durant situation, you know, where, you know, they're saying it's a calf strain, but I really think it's more. So, and, you know, LeBron, he just, you know, spread his ankle. So he's out, he's out for a while. So him going to the Lakers, I mean, you wouldn't get as much money. So you're kind of just there. Um, they're not really – you don't know when they're going to come back. So – I think they mentioned the Knicks with them too. You know, they could offer him a decent amount of money. Um, so I could definitely see him going to he's he's not he's not going to Brooklyn. So I can definitely see him either going to the Lakers if he just wants to try to win a championship, or he can go to the Knicks if he just wants as much money as possible. I was thinking about Phoenix for Aldridge. I know when he was a free agent, he took a visit to Phoenix. Uh I, they were like a possible John Collins trade. I, I think if they signed Aldridge and gave him some of the Dario Saric minutes, I think that would make them better. And he could probably play a good amount in Phoenix too. Yeah, I, I agree. So with if, you. if. Go ahead. No, no, no. He did. I was, no, no. I, I was going to say if he goes. <clears throat> okay. I, so if, if he goes to, to Phoenix, he, I could probably see him come on off the bench playing like 20, 20 minutes a night, just give you something off the bench as far as scoring. Um, he really wouldn't, you know, be a main big contributor, but he'll have to give you a couple of minutes, a couple of buckets, a mm-hmm. couple of boards yeah. off the bench. So that's probably what I would say. He would if, if he goes to a contender. I can see it, but it's not top he's, just, he's not going to be a contributor on – a huge contributor on any contender. Like if he goes to any contending team, they're going to be so good that he's going to find himself in a bench role with where he's at in his career. Yeah, I like what Theo said about Phoenix. A few weeks ago, I said a guy I wanted to see them trade for was Kevin Love. And obviously the money would kind of hurt them in the long run. But I think that they needed a big who could potentially shoot. And that's why I think Aaron Gordon would have fit in well there. But Aldridge might be the best option that they could get. I got I got two of you shaking your head. Please let, let me hear it. <laughs> So the only reason I'm shaking my head is because I'm just like, why the hell is Kevin Love still in Cleveland? Like, why has he not been moved? That's he's been on. He, I know he resigned that contract a couple years ago after LeBron left, blah blah blah. But why the hell is he still in Cleveland? Can somebody just, I know he's like he signed a contract, blah blah blah. But free him, get him out of Cleveland for God's sake. I'm sick of seeing Kevin Love every trade deadline beginning of the season. Oh, it's Kevin Love potentially going to get traded out of Cleveland. 
just just let's get it done. I'm tired of this whole story going on. I I, I forgotten Kevin Love was in the league. That's how bad it's gotten. Wait, I, I want to hear what you think about all this. Um, first of all, because there's been a lot to say in the past 43 seconds. All right. Oh, let me let me get to Kevin Love. Deontay, the reason why Kevin Love is still in Cleveland, because don't nobody want Kevin Love no more. Kevin Love can't even stand up straight no more. He this ain't the, the 30 for 30, Kevin Love. This ain't the, the Cavaliers Kevin Love that was in the finals that walked down the uh, 3-1 lead. This is not that Kevin Love. This is a Kevin Love that has got his talent stolen. The monster's getting ready to use it for the Space Jam movie coming up. I don't know who y'all think Sp the, uh, Space Jam. I don't think who y'all think Kevin Love is, but Kevin Love is not what y'all think. He is a shell of himself. Him and Blake Griffin about right there together. So that's why Kevin Love in Cleveland, because don't nobody want him, and he should. There's a reason you forgot about him, and I'm pretty sure the Cavs forgot about him too. So, and that's totally fine because Kevin Love is not what he used to be. So we're just gonna sit there and let him evaporate in the retirement for a while. Okay, that's why he's in Cleveland. He's gonna stay in Cleveland. He will remain in Cleveland, and don't nobody that's even trying to say something that even rhyme with a championship is thinking about Kevin Love. So Kevin Love ain't going nowhere near anybody towards contention. Now, LaMarcus Aldridge, number one, y'all talking about LaMarcus Aldridge like he played Griffin or something. Ain't going to get real minutes to a contributing team. LaMarcus Aldridge can get some. And number one, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to go to Miami. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to find his way in Miami. Why? Because Miami is in everything I'm, for the record i'm sick about hearing my i'm so tired of hearing the name miami you cannot hear somebody's team or name without hearing the team the miami heat miami this miami that miami that and so it's showing up lamarcus aldridge is available and miami's right there you, you know what if miami was a person miami is that guy that slides in the girl's dms after she just broke up with a boyfriend that's who the miami heat is that's exactly who the heat is. Every time somebody become available, all of a sudden, here come Pat Riley and, and goddamn Alonzo Mourning. All right. And I get it. South Beach, they're trying to contend. Now, I'm not mad at it. I'm just annoyed by it because I believe, you know, you trying to push the needle. And since I think going to the finals, I think they overachieved last year, the heat. But since they, they did get there, now they want to get back to the well. Oh, snap. I think they realized I don't think they thought they could beat the – well, I guess they thought they could beat the Lakers, although they shouldn't have. But I think what that really showed them was they're closer to prosperity than what they realized. And so now that they got a Victor Oladipo, they got their leader in Jimmy Butler. Eric Sposa is a great coach. And so they do got the money. So let's try to get a little Marcus Aldridge. And so you roll out a lineup with uh, Goran Dragic, Victor Oladipo, uh, Jimmy Butler, a uh, LaMarcus, and a uh, – a bam, that, that's going to be tough in the East. And that, that's going to be tough. See, Pat Riley, I'm glad you got that Portland jersey off, though. I'm glad I'm glad to see that gone. That not to be over there uh, somewhere with Kevin Love somewhere. But uh, so LaMarcus Aldridge is going to the Portland. Portland. See what y'all done did to me? LaMarcus Aldridge is sitting there going to Miami, and Andre Drummond is going to the Lakers. But – uh, uh, LaMarcus, don't let this Spurs thing fool you. Don't let that Spurs run for you. LaMarcus Aldridge still got some juice left, and he's going to be – this ain't Blake Griffin to the 
to the, the Nets. This ain't that situation. So I just <clears throat> I just wanted to go over the point you just made one more time before we switch topics. You think Kevin Love and Miami is a match made in heaven, and that was their missing piece. Kevin so, Love. <laughs> no, that, that's not what you were trying to tell us. Hell no, that ain't what I'm trying to tell y'all. You know, getting hell well. I said Lamarcus Aldridge to Miami. He they ain't said nothing about no Kevin Love. Kevin Love, <laughs> Kevin Love, Kevin Love is about six months away from doing icy hot commercials with Shaq. That icy hot and Kevin Love is a match made in heaven. Kevin Love don't need to be nowhere near a championship team. As the host of this program, I apologize for misunderstanding your information and misleading the people. I hope we can work past this, and I do want to change topics, talking about the heat, talking about the East. Lau, I want to start with you, because after last time, I really think you need a redemption story. Besides the Brooklyn Nets, what are the four best teams in the Eastern Conference? Lau, don't oh. don't be nervous too. We all did just move up in our chairs so we could hear this crystally clear. Oh no. Uh all right. I gotta <laughs> I gotta pair. So if you wanted to throw a team in there like you threw Portland, Wayne and I would not be mad if it's the Knicks. Don't let that influence your decision. But I I I floor is yours. So Nets Bucks. Uh, 76 is probably, I'd put 76 in there. Okay. Uh, I would put the Knicks in there to, you know, help make Wayne happy after what I said last time. But I want your honest uh, opinion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you butter Wayne and I up. We're, we're still going to talk to you about it. Yeah. We're going to name the teams in the East and you're going to tell me who you think the Knicks are better than. We're talking uh, about top four in the whole East, not bottom four of the play-in. Mm-hmm. Bottom part of, you know what? This ain't even my segment. Go ahead, Lau. I apologize. So, so in the East, all right, East, 76ers, Bucks, Nets. I don't know. Like, the Heat, I feel like the Heat are, like, they're such a close-knit team, kind of. Like, they, they play to each other, you know? Like, they kind of they, – they know each other's strengths really well. I think that's probably one of their biggest strengths, in my opinion, just watching them play, especially last year. But – uh. I think I might put the Knicks up there, actually. Legitimate, like for real. I think I think the Knicks, like everyone on the Knicks basically just took a like a giant leap from like what they were doing last year. Like the the entire every, like every single player in the Knicks pretty much just improved like insane from last year. They especially especially Julius Randle, like he's just he's become like one of the better better like one of if not the best option in that team from last year where I feel like maybe maybe that wasn't a, maybe this isn't a popular opinion but I did not think he was going to do anything like not not anything but I didn't think he was going to be a serious um he was going to create a lot of production for them you know I didn't think he was going to bring them up farther we all thought that yeah yeah so he I think he Brings the Knicks up. I would put him. I would put the Knicks in the top four. I Peter fifth. I am sure there is some pushback from that. Theo, I want to get to you. Deontay, I want to start with you though. Any top objections? Four teams. 
top four teams in the East. Um, obviously, you have your 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 power three with your Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. Um, after that, it's just like, what the hell do you have? I mean, you have Miami. You know, they're kind of, you know, they definitely improved after after the after the the trade deadline because they pretty much got Victor Oladipo. I know you struggle, you know, with injuries, but you know, you when you only give up freaking Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley, you, you took a step. Um, Boston, I don't know what to expect from them. Um, I so I probably put Miami as four because I know. The standings aren't really you. If you look look at the standings, you got your Charlottes, your Knicks, with your with the Hawks and stuff like that. So don't really pay attention to them. It's it goes in order. I'd probably go start about right now: Brooklyn, yeah. Philly, Milwaukee, and then Miami. But I could definitely still see Miami beating Milwaukee, especially after what they did last year. And I feel like they definitely. Got better, so that's probably what I had to rank it one through four. Theo, I've let you take all of this in. Now is your time to expand. The original question was without the Nets, right? Correct. Four best teams without the Nets. This really made me realize how weak the East is because it's, it's Sixers, Bucks, and then I would say the Heat. And then I'm down to like the Celtics or Hawks for the fourth spot. And I don't think either of those teams is that good. The Hawks had that nice win streak after Lloyd Pierce, but I, I don't see them doing anything. Um, the, the Celtics have been pretty good. I, I think the Evan Fournier addition probably puts them ahead of the Knicks and Hawks. So I, I, I would go um, Sixers, Bucks, Heat, and then Celtics. Yeah, I, I got to agree there. Charlotte right now is fourth in the standings, and without LaMelo, it's not going to be sustainable. Uh, Gordon Hayward can only do so much. Uh, it's a nice story. If LaMelo would have played, I think they would have made the playoffs. They might sneak into the play-in, but they, they won't make any noise. But other than that, I agree with what Deontay said. Um, it's it's those four, and Brooklyn's going to take it, but it's, it's, you know, something to talk about for now. Brooklyn is the three seed right now, so if the season – Today, we Brooklyn Knicks first round. Yeah, and the way the two teams have been playing, I, I don't see how the Knicks don't sweep them. <laughs> no, no, no one agreed. I, I didn't, I didn't agree saying it, so I don't, I don't blame you guys. Say that one more time. I, I was just joking. I did, I didn't mean it. Okay. I, I crossed my fingers okay, for saying it. Okay, I was about to say I heard heard, heard the Knicks sweeping. They sweep sweeping the floors. They ain't sweeping nothing. I I think I think that their destiny is twenty twenty one playing tournament champions, and then uh, we'll throw a parade for them, and then that'll be it. We'll be on our way. We won't make it past the play in tournament. We'll make it past the play in tournament. You can bet that. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, you'll make it past. No, I, I qualify for. It. We'll be above it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say you'll you'll make the make the play in tournament just off the simple fact that you guys are just gonna sneak into the playoffs because well, we ain't look. I, I told you we're gonna make the playoffs. I, I tried to tell everybody, but nobody listened. The only thing I didn't see coming is Julius Randle. That's the only thing I didn't see coming. But I, I I'm not shocked by how they how they how they turned it around. So I already knew this was gonna happen. 
Deontay, I want to switch topics totally. Is there a player who so hold on, far this? Hold on, because I'm kind of shocked. So out of the four teams, none of y'all think Chicago is a, a top four team in the East? That 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 don't none of y'all feel no kind no different about Chicago. I think probably maybe they'll made like five or six. Yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't I don't think that they're any. They were so anybody. low in the standings. I honestly didn't even look at them because they're the ten seed right now. But, but I mean, Vooch is putting up twenty five and twelve a game right now. Like that's a huge addition. So I'm I, t- they could be good. I, I'm a, I'm gonna tell y'all something about how that team look. All right, and all y'all gonna but y'all remember this day, March twenty fifth. Don't be surprised if Chicago upsets the Brooklyn Nets. That's a bad matchup for the Nets. That is a bad matchup for the Nets. Watch what I tell you. That is a terrible matchup. The Brooklyn Nets do not want to see Chicago in the playoffs. It's a, it's a, that is a matchup disaster for Brooklyn. Uh, upset like knock him out of the playoffs or upset I, like when Zaza Pachulia ripped a guy's arm out of its socket? I mean, like beating him in six and seven games upset like dismissing them out the playoffs sending them to the crib with kevin durant with kevin durant i'm talking about with- i'm talking about they would be the healthy brooklyn team i ain't talking about the nets team now i'm talking about with all hands on deck i would take chicago in that series because that's a that's a how many now i wouldn't it's only because vooch did now yesterday I wouldn't have said that but today with vooch and lori marketing and all that size and zach levine they're too big for him. I don't and think that, you wake oh, up tomorrow saying, and say that. How many points does Zach Levine need to average for, for the Bulls to beat the Nets in a seven-game series? Like 40? Come on. He's probably about what he average, whatever he's averaging now, what, 25, 26, something like that? Because the floor space. I and mean, he's probably going to get more than that because the Nets, they don't play, they don't, they don't guard well. Oh, they beat oh. everybody without scoring. So oh, oh, okay. Okay, let me let me give you some some pushback on that. I don't want to go too far on this, but just just this court. Who's gonna guard Harden? Who's gonna go on Chicago? That yeah. But but when I've seen with Chicago, what little bit of now I ain't seen a lot of Chicago, and maybe that'll change now, but they play a lot of zone defense. They play a lot of zone defense. I don't know if that's ability. Because they can't guard nobody. They now it's a lot of because Toronto do a lot of that zone stuff too, and they got some defenders, but or they did or they don't choose to. So I'm not really so much worried about Harden. It's, Harden's really not what I'm worried about because Harden is just making everything stuff easier for everybody else. Harden's like a third option. So I'm more worried about a KD or a Kyrie than I have James. Now, James is better than Kyrie for sure, but just how that, for that offense to work, the more James does, the worse Brooklyn's going to be. So it's almost he's like a that's why I think he's really the the hero of that Brooklyn S team because he's taking the biggest role back in you know cutting his skills. But he's actually doing less than he what he has in it, probably since his OKC days. You know, he's probably doing the less now than what he's been since OKC. And so you put you some you put that size on on Brooklyn, that's gonna be a problem. And so that's, so that's so. too much shooting and that's too much size for for Brooklyn to deal with. That's why I don't think they can get past Philly. Well, it's a lot of so, so you're saying a lineup with one through five, Kyrie, Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Deontay Jordan would lose to the Chicago Bulls. What's the Bulls closing five? Let's get it. It's a close game, two minutes. 
Nets put their best five out there. What's the Bulls' starting five or their, oh, their last five? You got to put Levine out there. You have to put Levine out there. You got to have Levine and you got to have Kobe because what that, that those two put so much pressure on you to score. Now, to their credit, scoring is not an issue for Brooklyn, but you have to score because with, with uh, Mr. Double Double out there with Vooch now, if you don't hit a shot, those two are off to they striking out now. They were off to the races now. So you got that, you legit have two wings to guard and you can't cover. They can't cover. They ain't gonna be able to get back fast because they don't get back now. Not without if they score, then yeah, they get back. But they're bad in transition defense. So you have to, you have to be, you can't, there's not a, a team out there. Hell, probably hadn't been a team in the last, well, minus that Golden State team. It hadn't been a team in recent memory that can shoot out this Brooklyn team. But shootouts, that, that don't happen in the playoffs. At some point, you're going to have to get stops. So I know they can. you can get stops against uh, Brooklyn. But because the Bulls can't get stops. Like, the Bulls aren't that team that's going to stop the Nets. Watch what I'm watching. I know it's. I know it sounds wild. I know it sounds wild. And if it was anybody, I'm not saying that Brooklyn's like a fraudulent team. It's only two teams, I think, that can beat them in the East. And that's, you know, Philly and now Chicago. Now, everybody else, you know, Brooklyn probably get. But it's, it's just a matchup thing. That is a bad matchup. Does anybody else agree with this sentiment? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bulls fan, and I, I can – I hope – I, I wish I wish Chicago would be able to beat Brooklyn in a seven game series. So you see what I'm talking about then? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're right. The size the size is a bad matchup for Brooklyn. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Chicago's defense can hold up. I trust I trust Chicago's defense more than I do Brooklyn. So you brought up an interesting point, Wayne. You said you thought Philadelphia could beat them too. After the Clippers' defense just crumbled in the playoffs last year under Doc, you think it would be that much different in Philadelphia? Um, Paul George crushed the Clippers. Paul George had anemic shooting for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard went in the bed and not, you know, taking that initiative role is what hurt the Clippers. Paul Doc Rivers was a scapegoat. Let me ask you something. If Joel Embiid, we all agree Joel Embiid's a great defender, right? Yeah. yeah. We all can agree Ben Simmons is a great defender, right? Probably the best in the league right now. Correct. Okay. We all can agree that Danny Green's still a good defender. I mean, he ain't what he, he ain't Spurs good, but he's still good. Yep. Okay. Those are three great defenders. All right. And they know who their closer is. They know they got big man. In, all right. And they do. They got something that the Clippers didn't have last year. Leadership. You see what I'm saying? We we haven't seen this Joel Embiid ever. And Ben, and, ben Simmons is, is Ben Simmons. So we got a team that can get stops. And we got a team that can get buckets. And I trust... I, I don't I don't see the Sixers blowing the three one lead. I I don't see that. 
Now, what I'm worried about with the Sixers is Embiid being in shape. Like, that's been the problem the last couple of years is he plays great in the last five minutes of games. He's too tired. He's got his hands on his head, and he hasn't come up big in the last couple of minutes in the playoffs. And now he's hurt again. I'm just worried about what type of shape he's going to be in and if he's going to be able to play 40, 45 minutes for the Sixers when they need it. Yeah, he'll be all right. Did X say something to me? Is he listening to this? Are we live? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. I know we're recording. I feel like something's going on, but it's all good. I, I guess I'll have to do. So, oh, really you know quickly, what? I blame Dion, but it's all good. Anyway, what are you getting ready to say? Really quickly, before I let you guys go, I want to ask you two questions each. Right now, who wins MVP finals matchup? I want to start with you, Lau. Uh, MVP, I think that Jokic has a legit chance to win it. He just gotta, he just gotta keep up what he's doing. I don't know how what like what's gonna change with him when once since they got a, since they got Aaron Gordon, but if if he if he can keep up what he's doing, I think it's gonna be him and uh, Joel Embiid for best center, and then after that, MVP, I'd say Jokic could win it. You like, yeah, and then I think if Embiid outplays Jokic, I think Embiid would win it. Finals matchup. Finals matchup. Mm, if the Nets can beat the Sixers, or actually, if the Sixers can make it to the Nets, then I think that the Nets lose. But I think, I think, I think, realistically, Nets. That's tough for the West. I like I it's it's a toss up honestly for the West. It's so like it's such a tough conference to win. I'd say the the Lakers probably like once they're all healthy. I think Lakers Nets. Theo. Um, I got Jokic for MVP. He's been the most valuable player this year, leading the league in win shares, box plus minus, VORP. Uh, he's just having an amazing year. Uh, my finals, I'll take Brooklyn out of the East. Um, I think I'm going to take the Clippers in the West. I think if, if the Clippers match up the Lakers, I think the Clippers win. But I'm just worried we could have the same situation as last year where the, the Clippers get eliminated by the Jazz or something early. But uh, I, I really like the Rondo signing, playoff Rondo. They needed a point guard. They have, like, all year, uh, Kawhi and PG have been doing all the playmaking for them. They've been leading them in assists. So I think the Rondo addition really helps him. So I'll go Clippers, Nets in the finals. Yante. Um, out out the West. Uh, I. Even though I I was bad on this last year, I was on the bandwagon. I'm going to have to say the Clippers because I don't know what the Lakers are going to do because like I said, so many injuries. Phoenix. Um, they're up there too, but I'm probably going to have to go with the Clippers. At the East, healthy, I'd probably have to go Brooklyn. Um, second would probably be Philly. So, but if, 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 you know, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Brooklyn Nets versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Last but not and least. MVP, Jokic. Last but not least, Wayne. Oh. Uh. Before Embiid got, I still feel like Joel Embiid's the MVP, but you you can't. It, it's gonna be hard to give it to him. It's gonna be hard to give it to him because he's gonna be missing. 
but and they're uh, like seven and one without him too. Right, right. You know what I mean? So honestly, I would actually give the MVP. Me, I don't think it'll get it. But you're asking who I, who I, who I would give it to, who I think will win it. Is that what's which one are you asking? Who's who's gonna win it? Who's gonna win it? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna still say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna still say James Harden because he's been healthy, and they look at they look at production, they look at numbers, and they look at wins, and ultimately. I think valuable, obviously, you know, Joker is more valuable to the Nuggets than what Harden is to the Nets, but the Nets are going to have a better record than Denver is at the end of the day. So I think they're going to look at records and stuff too. They look at all that and between the numbers, the record and popularity does have something to do with it. And I think Harden gets it. In a real quick matchup. My, oh, playoffs matchup? Oh, shoot. Lake and uh, Lakers. Clippers in the uh the Clippers in the Sixers at the finals. I had a lot of fun. This was a very enjoyable experience. I want to thank Wayne, Lau, Theo, and Deontay for joining me. I'm gonna be back here tomorrow with a baseball preview. And then Tuesday we will have our regular wavelengths episode. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for, for listening. And I will talk to you guys soon. Indeed.